Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept, in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating spaces, both socially and politically, that enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we do write thought pieces every other Sunday. We just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday. So it's definitely worth making the time to check that out. If it is the case that you are out in the belt and on the go, don't worry. You can take us along the ride with you. We're available on six different podcast platforms and we have the links available to you in the description down below. Now as is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe. Hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post and of course if you like these discussions and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome or welcome back to the channel. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness and education on a week by week basis. And this week our topic of discussion is going to be mental wellness. Now, as you can tell in the description below, I'm going to be advocating in this video for moments of solitude, moments of serenity. And I think that is really important to have a conversation about solitude. I think this is an important topic to address, especially given that that globally everyone has had a brush with solitude whether uh, they wanted to or not and I think it's an important subject I think it's an important subject and I think that it's important equally to frame solitude in a way where we can see the benefits of spending time on our own so I'm going to talk from personal experience and I want to give five reasons why solitude is something we should embrace and also make space for in our lives and how often is really up to you but I find that so much growth and inner work is done in, in periods of solitude and honestly I I found a love for solitude kind of unexpectedly I had mentioned in a few videos that I had moved to France when I finished my MBA in 2018. And for those of you who know me, I'm a really social person. And I don't even mean to be social. I can be social to my detriment. I just love meeting new people. I love the energy of new meetings. And I just, I love just exchanging with people and getting a sense of who they are and hearing their stories. And I'm a people's person. I'm not, people are not only my passion. I'm very passionate about being around people. Like I love partying with people. I love 
chatting with people, I love game nights with people. A lot of my hobbies include different ways that, you know, I socialize with, with others. And I thought that if I move into France, like it's not gonna be hard for me to meet other people. And so when I had moved to France, what I didn't expect would take place is that I would feel so alone despite being surrounded by so many people. And isn't this a feeling we often experience, being surrounded by people and I was networking like crazy. I mean, I had already organized my first few meet and greets and different coffee chats even before I jumped on that airplane. And despite the fact that I was meeting all these new people and getting a sense of their stories and so many people kind of were advocating for me and were helping me sort of deal with the learning curve in terms of getting a job in a completely different culture and in a completely different country and in a completely different language, I felt so alone. I felt very isolated. And I think that there, there's this thing that takes place sometimes where you're surrounded by people but there's this deep sense of anonymity. And at first I have to say it was a real struggle. I think that like when I initially went, I was staying in a few Airbnbs. So I was just kind of renting studios or different, you know, just small one bedroom or studio sized Airbnbs as I kind of got myself situated because it gave me an opportunity to experience different neighborhoods while I was in France. And it was in the heart center of Paris. I also was in some of the boroughs in the, in the neighboring sort of neighborhoods around France. And it gave me an opportunity opportunity to really explore, but I felt so much solitude. So finally, I, I reached sort of the breaking point where I, I guess who I was and my attitudes that were unearthed, they weren't really explicit attitudes, but kind of my values around being with people and feeling connected with people, which I think was the missing ingredient. As much as I was meeting people, I wasn't like connecting deeply with people just because it wasn't the experience that the setting allowed for, right? It was just a lot of different meetings of new people, but you know, relationships take time to grow and I am someone who I love to give relationships time to grow. I'm not really someone who likes to suffocate people even if it is the case that I need a little bit more from my environment. I, I, I recognize that you know there is a certain pace to things but despite that because my needs typically were about being around people and needing to socialize and connecting with different people like I had a breaking point at about three months and in and around that time, I made a couple of bloopers with my bookings uh, with different Airbnbs, but I ended up staying at a hostel. And what I found was like, I was so emotional. I was so shaken by the fact that I felt so deeply alone and so isolated. But I found like in this hostel, because I was surrounded by people and I was sort of influenced by their rituals as they kind of were with mine and I was eating with them and I was socializing with them, that I found solidarity in the solitude with all of these people who were experiencing like their own form of solitude, but with one another. And it was a very beautiful moment and it was a complete world shift for me. So it's interesting because me, I was still alone. I still didn't really have anyone that I was talking to, but I felt so much peace and comfort with the fact that I was at least sharing my solitude with other people. And now like the second time around, like, you know, through 2019, 2020, and even into 2021, I have a completely different attitude towards solitude just because of that experience. And I recognize that solitude gives you an opportunity to go inward. So all of that time that we enjoy spending connecting with others and telling stories and, and creating experiences and different moments and memories, we can do that on our own with ourselves in these moments of solitude. And that's what I realized was the gift of solitude. It gave me an opportunity to go inwards and reconnect with myself and build and fuel and nurture 
through the connection that I had with myself. And that's typically a connection that a lot of us take for granted. We don't really think about whether or not it is the case that we are or aren't connected to ourselves. But all of us are a combination of the three, right? We're mind, body, and spirit. And I think that it does take intention to be aligned. And I think that alignment is really connection, being connected in mind, body, and spirit. And I think that the best way to reconnect or to build the connection, you know, across that delta is through these moments of solitude. So that was kind of a long prelude, but it is really what I wanted to kind of, I wanted to give a little bit of a personal anecdote about what shifted and changed my perspective towards solitude, because I think I always was a little bit averse to it. I preferred the company of other other people, though I enjoyed times to myself, but I never really took the time that I had to myself to go inward and do a lot of deep diving within myself and kind of rediscovering who I was becoming because we're always in an evolving state of becoming and just reconnecting with, with who I am on a, on a physical, mental and spiritual, emotional level. So here are five reasons why we should embrace solitude. And these are also reasons that have evolved over the last few years as solitude has become much more the norm uh, for me and I think for the majority of us given just the, you know, just a circumstance. And the first thing that I recognize that comes with solitude when we stop feeling like it's a burden or we stop feeling punished by solitude is that distance creates perspective. When we take the time to create distance between what is the norm, so what is our status quo, what is our daily routine, like what it is that we typically do that we begin to do on autopilot, we get perspective. We start to see how some of our habits, some of our rituals, some of our tendencies were once maybe healthy and were really good for us, but over time were just things that we did because there are things that we're familiar with doing. And I think with that distance, once we step away from the norm and we step away from the status quo and from the routine, it gives us perspective. And that perspective can be so eye-opening. It can be such an insightful moment. It can be a real light bulb moment, but it typically only comes once we remove ourselves from the situation. And I think when we remove ourselves from the situation, this is sort of the same thing as having a third party look in. People typically say that when you're in it, like when you're involved in it, it's hard to really look at the scenario objectively. And I think sometimes if it is the case that you don't have a third party to give their perspective on what's going on, you can gain that perspective by creating distance. And I think solitude is an opportunity to create distance in all of the areas in your life that you take for granted or that you don't think about by way of whether or not it's building and nurturing the connection you have with yourself or kind of taking away from it. And something can start off really good for you and it's like a really great habit, but over time it's something you outgrow. And sometimes we need that distance to recognize what it is or who it is we're outgrowing. So that's my first tip. Solitude creates distance, it equals perspective. So second reason why we should embrace and sort of lean into solitude and that time alone is that it removes distractions. And one of the biggest reasons why we lack clarity in our decision-making and like what things we should or shouldn't be doing is because we're distracted. We're always forever distracted. I mean, our society has done a really great job of giving us a slew of distractions that we can choose from that remove us from going inwards and from really thinking about what things really do bring joy to our life, what things really bring fulfillment, what things we actually need and what things we don't. And I find that when we step into solitude and when we remove those distractions from our lives, that quiet gives 
clarity. We start to really see what our priorities are and what are, are not our priorities. We start to see, you know, what's taken too much brain space, but is actually noise and clutter and what really deserves our time and attention. I think it's really important that we recognize how healthy it is to remove distractions, to resist being distracted. And I think that it's an interesting idea because we often enjoy and appreciate periods of distraction, but sometimes we need those periods of stillness, of presence. And in those moments of stillness and of presence, we find this clarity that is just so, uh, I, what's the word for it? It's just so rewarding, feeling clear, recognizing, hey, like this is the right choice for me, regardless of like what comes of that choice, but feeling clarity is something that is next to nothing. For me, clarity is number one on the list of things that I enjoy. And I recognize that eliminating distractions, like removing myself from distractions is a great opportunity to find that clarity. That's tip number two for why we should embrace solitude and some of the things and some of the benefits that we'll find within solitude. And so my third tip for benefits that we find in solitude is that it is in the quiet moments that we illuminate our ingenuity. So I I find that creativity happens in stillness. It happens when we enjoy these quiet moments to ourselves and when we are present. And I find that when I'm in nature or when I'm alone, when I'm just sort of embracing and accepting that solitude in and of myself, the amount of ingenuity that comes out of me is next to nothing. It is remarkable. And you know, ideas that I enjoy, ideas that I didn't think that I could think up on my own, like the different ideas that live within us are, are unearthed in these quiet moments because, you know, our inner voice, it doesn't scream, you know, like direction, like when it is that we're looking for direction, when it is that we're trying to figure out what it is that we do next, like it's not so clear, right? It's not so evident. It's not like someone comes up to you and like hits you over the head with the truth. Like it's something that you need to seek out and I find that it's much easier to develop those moments of deep creativity and ingenuity in these quiet moments but it means we need to make time for quiet we need to make time for just peaceful moments when we're not trying to go to sleep or have a nap like that's not the only time that silence should be welcomed in our daily schedule and I'm telling you like if it is the case that you're looking for that big idea like what it is that you can contribute that gives you a sense of purpose and that gives you a sense of fulfillment and where you can create impact and way that makes you proud embrace quiet moments give yourself many of them and like I find like the first few moments of a quiet moment like it's a transitionary period so sometimes this can be very ingratiating you can find yourself really irritable like your body craves a distraction but you need to fight through that craving it's almost like a muscle you need to learn to like lean in and embrace and sort of dive into quiet and quiet is really like the space that engulfs you it's like it's just this very all-encompassing sense of solitude solitude and quiet and I'm telling you like when you're deep in that space and sometimes it's something that we can even achieve in meditation the amount of ingenuity that comes from us is is remarkable and you can take one of those beautiful ideas that is yours and yours only and make something of it definitely give yourself the space the time for quiet and not just when you're going to sleep like carve some time out for quiet in the morning in the afternoon like throughout your day and see what comes from you in those spaces so yeah, so I guess three and four are almost the same. So, cause I kind of said ingenuity and then, and then I kind of interchanged ingenuity with creativity. Although there is a difference between the two of them. They kind of go hand in hand, they're allies. But four is a little bit different. So four is when we are comfortable in silence, it gives 
space for creativity. And I think that that is so important because again, I told you there's a transitionary period. So the, when we're trying to kind of get used to quiet, especially we're so distracted all the time. There's so much that stimulates us on a minute by minute basis. But once we grow comfortable, once we can kind of steady our heart rate and accept that space and be present in that stillness, that is where our creativity comes to life. And the way that creativity kind of translates differently from ingenuity, it's what we do with the ingenuity. That's where we start to get a sense of what it is that we can do to bring this idea, bring this abstract sort of concept into reality? How can we share this with other people? And that how, the answer to that how is creativity. But creativity doesn't come when we're struggling with quiet moments, right? When we're struggling with quiet moments, it's almost like we're fighting ourselves to be distracted. We don't wanna spend that time kind of reconnecting with ourselves. And I think once we are in that space where we are reconnecting with ourselves, and we're experiencing alignment, where all aspects of who we are, mind, body, and spirit kind of focus inward on the same thing once we're comfortable doing that that makes space for creativity and in that sense everyone is creative everyone has a creative side it's just how comfortable are you with silence so that you can tap into it so that's my fourth reason why solitude is really really important because in solitude we can start to develop the comfort level with silence and developing that comfort level with silence gives way to creativity and the fifth and probably the most important point and probably also the reason why some people don't like to kind of spend time on their own with themselves is because it's with themselves, right? And a lot of people don't take the time to even recognize like how they feel about themselves or maybe they spend a lot of time criticizing themselves, which kind of begs the question, like how much do you like yourself? And I think that if it is the case that you have a bit of a hostile or a tense relationship with yourself and you know if that's the case, then having these moments of solitude gives you an opportunity to build a bridge to create peace inward peace within yourself so that you can learn to like yourself right I mean there's um, a saying that I have and it's you know if I don't enjoy my own company you know why would anyone else and it's kind of a harsh saying like sometimes I say it out loud and people are like oh you know it's kind of harsh but I'm I'm saying it from a different perspective I love my own company and it's because I know what I bring to company I don't enjoy time with other people because it's distracting I enjoy time with other people because I love the give and take I love the flow between two individuals as we kind of share stories and kind of have that connection like I love connection but what I love about connection so much more than what I get from connection is what I know I can offer what I know I can bring to connection too and I think that that's because I spent so much time with myself and especially recently I spent a lot of time alone and for me isolation is not a detriment I, isolation is not a punishment it gives me an opportunity to reconnect with myself to spend time with myself to get to know who I am because sometimes we lose sight of who we are we lose sight of who we are and we kind of wake up with this identity crisis because we're so busy doing daily life stuff that we like don't take a moment to stop and think like am I the person that I was yesterday that values these things or have I changed over time and just lost sight of the fact that I'm different and I value different things and I think that when we spend time by ourselves we see ourselves we learn to like ourselves and with time and of course with energy spent and with intention we learn to love ourselves and i think that when we think about like mind body spiritual alignment this is a pre-arranged relationship that none of us had any control over so regardless of how you feel about yourself mentally emotionally physically 
You need to find a way to build a bridge between those areas so that you can live a fulfilling life. I don't know if it's possible to live a fulfilling life if you don't first love yourself. You need to love yourself first. And the best way to learn to love yourself, if that is a struggle for you, is to spend time alone, right? Make peace with yourself in solitude, you know? Like air out those issues, you know? Come to terms with them. Build some sort of a contract with yourself. But the best way that you can teach yourself to show up for yourself is first reconciling all the parts of yourself that are maybe in discord or in disagreement. And I find that solitude gives you a great opportunity to do just that. And that's what I want for everyone. I mean, I can tell you, regardless of my circumstance, I love myself quite a lot. And I think that that stems from the amount of time that I spent in solitude, not resisting the solitude, not feeling like I was punished by the isolation. I was like, well, you know, I've got me like, what can we do in this situation? And then, you know, and I enjoy like my moments of ingenuity. I love the creativity that comes from those moments of ingenuity. I love getting to know who I am and seeing the evolution between like who I was even five months ago to who I am now. And I like to celebrate those little wins, right? And I think that spending time with yourself, learning to like yourself, learning to love yourself, these are things that we don't talk enough about, nor do we provide enough instruction as to how to get there. Like if you're not there, how you get there. And I think the best way to get there is to embrace and make space for solitude. So that was this video. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you take something away from it and you try it. I mean, I've given you five tips. So at least take one or two and try them out for a month, at least a month. It takes 21 days to develop a habit. So minimum 21 days, just try it out. Carve time in your schedule to embrace solitude and see even if it's just a little bit of time, it doesn't need to be a lot, but daily, like do it consistently and see what that makes of you. See how it changes your perspective, see how it creates ingenuity, how it stimulates your creativity and how it helps you to learn to like and eventually to love yourself because again this relationship mind body and spirit is a pre-arranged one you gotta make do with it right to live your best life to live a fulfilling life it first starts with self-acceptance and showing up for yourself right and I think the best way to do that is to know yourself like yourself and love yourself and also of course it creates perspective and gives you an opportunity to get clarity on you know what you're doing with your life what you're doing that you need to do better what you're doing that you need to stop doing and what you're doing that needs to change and become maybe a different thing that you're doing uh so that was this video i wanted to talk about it because i think that there are so many different people who are struggling with solitude and like that is a frame if you change the frame and the way that you look at solitude it can be the best gift you could ask for and i'm telling you a lot of the times our circumstances are not things that we can choose but we can choose the attitudes we bring into those circumstances and sometimes that makes all the difference in any case that was this video i really hope that you enjoyed it i hope you take at least one or two of these tips even and you put them into practice at least 21 days and I love to hear how it went I love to hear how it goes for you and hopefully this was helpful um I obviously I enjoy these chats I think that this is a really important topic to cover because I think solitude is becoming part of the new normal and I think that we all need to start to kind of just think about the values and attitudes that we have towards solitude and maybe make some pivots and make some revisions so that those attitudes are in alignment with having a sense of wellness in periods and moments of of alone time. But in any case, that was this video. I hope you enjoyed it. And of course,
course. If you're still here, you like the video, so definitely hit that like button, make sure you subscribe, comment, share this segment with a friend that you know might need it, and until next time, we'll see you soon.